This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, presented by... 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg. We are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. As I said, presented by 4th Street Bar, every Monday night they've got specials for Monday Night Football, Chili Dogs, beer specials on Bud Light, Dos Equis, Michelob Ultra. They've got football bingo. You can play for prizes. $20, 128-ounce beer towers. Also, they've got food and drink specials for Thursday night football, and don't forget their plate lunches and their sandwich of the week. The Fourth Street, the Fourth Street Bar is your home for all of Southern. <clears throat> the Fourth Street Bar is your home for all Southern Miss sports. If it's televised anywhere, they will find it and have it on. The best Southern Miss memorabilia collection you'll find. Visit our friends at the Fourth Street Bar on Fourth Street, just off of Highway 49 in Hattiesburg. Jason, you had a great time. The other night, watching the game up there at the 4th Street Bar. Greetings and salutations. And yes, I did. I think I'm still kind of recovering from it right now. But, um, boy, just what a fantastic atmosphere those guys have up there. Um, they, of course, they, they flipped on the Southern Miss game to all – they have three kind of bigger TVs in that main section. We call it the upstairs bar, but that, that upper section right there. And um, not that they don't, don't have all the other games on, too, but they put the Southern Miss games on the on the best – TVs they got. It was it was a packed house in there. And, and something else cool they do, they run the audio in the bar uh, from the TV, right? So you're not just watching it, but you can actually hear the audio from that particular game. So um, super entertaining, super good food. Uh, company was good. Food was good. Beer was good. <laughs> uh, great, great night. Also, for all of your home, auto, farm, or commercial insurance needs, contact Jason Baker at the Prestige Insurance Agency in Hattiesburg, 601-475-4995, 601-475-4995. He can help Golden Eagle fans anywhere in the state, Southern Miss to the top, baby. All right. So we talked, we, we alluded to the Troy game this past Saturday night. Southern Miss defeating the Troy Trojans by a score of 47 to 42. There were 89 combined total points in this game. 1,154 combined total yards on offense for both teams. And the Golden Eagles now improved to two and one on the year. Jason, initial thoughts on this game. Well, you know, we, we talked about the, the four game stretch, you know, that we're going to start off this year. And, um, and we mentioned Troy from the beginning that they're going to be a really tough uh, team to play. And Troy did not disappoint, you know, it, it, and I thought that Troy was as good as advertised. We talked about them winning um, a bunch of games over the last three years. I thought it was 31 games. They're actually saying they won 33 games over the last three years. So you, you kind of see why. And, um, yeah, but good thing is that our offense showed up, and it's nice to know that, 
you know, our defense can kind of have a, have a poor effort and we can still come out with a victory. I, I didn't know if that was going to be possible uh, when we were talking about before the season or even probably last week. So it's, it's a good win. Uh, Troy was a, was a, was a good opponent. I'm glad we came out of there with a, uh, with a W. Well, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the, what we need to work on this week. And if, if you're going to start off talking about the good, I mean, this encompasses most of the game, but if, if you're going to talk about the good, you got to start off talking about this passing offense. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, my first good that I have is just, I wrote down Jack, right? I, I thought he was accurate and we all know he's accurate. He's always accurate, but this time it was just better. Um, the ball was just quick out of his hand. He hit receivers in stride. Looked like he was just in attack mode all night long. He looked comfortable. He looked like a leader. Um, probably a shout out to the offensive line for, for some of that, just giving him some time to do stuff. But my first good goes along with that offensive thing. It's just Jack just controlled the ball and controlled the game just all night long. That he did. 28 for 36, uh, passing 463 yards to the air and two touchdowns. Abraham's 463 passing yards are the most passing yards recorded by a Southern Miss quarterback since the 461 posted by Austin Davis on October 18, 2008 against Rice, I believe. It ranks as the second most passing yards in Southern Miss single game history. He also broke the record for the most consecutive passes uh, after recording 17 consecutive passes in the game or completions or whatever. You know what I mean? But, yeah, an outstanding uh, game from Abraham. You know, I've always said that when he has time to throw, he is excellent. And mm-hmm. you mentioned the pass protection. That's another another little footnote I have un- under here in their passing offense. They only gave up one sack on the night. So if you're if Jack is not running for his life and you're only giving up one sack on the night, I mean, he's going to pick somebody apart. That's just, you know, with his accuracy and everything, it's, just, it's incredible. So great game from Jack. But if you talk about Jack, you're going to talk about the guy – uh, one, well, the two guys that he was throwing, two of the guys he was throwing to, first making his return to the roster this year, Quez Watkins, 209 receiving yards on seven catches. That's the fifth most receiving yards ever recorded by a Southern Miss receiver in a game. Also had two touchdowns, so a great return for uh, the Quez dispenser. Yeah, Quez is back. He's one of those guys that you just that just stands out. Just one of those players that really passes the eye test and. For most of the night, he just he looked like the best player on the field. And he served his two games, and I, I don't know why. I still don't know why uh, he was held out. I don't really care. He, he's you know I was thinking about this earlier. Like we have a really good wide receiving core, you know, even without Quiz. So so you, but he's just kind of like the icing, you know. I mean it's it's a pretty good cake anyway. But uh, adding that icing on top is what he does. So um, yeah, Quez is back. He balled out and. Um, and look for look for more of that the rest of the year. Also, you have to bring up Jalen Adams. He had a mm-hmm. career high eleven catches for 180 yards, uh, marking the third hundred plus yard receiving game in his Southern Miss career. And this is just this is just receiving we're talking right now. So a stellar night for Jalen. I had him down for another one of the good on his 100 yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So he now he has two kickoffs returns for touchdowns, leading the nation. He has three, if you if you factor in punt returns. So nobody nobody returning the ball better than Jalen Adams right now. Yeah, between Quez and Adams, I mean that's the dynamic duo. Um, and and Jalen hurts him in more ways than just than just uh, receiving. So <laughs> really with both of those guys, man, just the ability to stretch the field, 
is just a luxury that most teams don't really have. And 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 don't forget about you know Mr. Reliable and Jordan Mitchell too. Um, but it, it's <laughs> that's how good those other two guys were. Jalen, I mean, the Jordan Mitchell has been great uh, all three games this year, and he was even good in this one. Um, but the other two guys were so dynamic that um, it, it takes a while to even get to a guy like Mitchell. So that those those three guys, and we have other guys too, but those three right there are just uh, you know pro- probably going to go a long way this year. Also through the air, Neil McLaurin went one for one with a 51-yard touchdown pass to Jordan Mitchell. So, uh, yeah, great, great night. So he probably has a better quarterback rating than Jack does right now. <laughs> one for 51 yards and a touchdown. That's not bad. Okay. Uh, and the other good that I had was was game plan. You know, we said that we were going to wait until after uh, game three to kind of give our grade on Buster, and and he really showed out this last time. Uh, I, I, the first quarter play calling was absolutely brilliant. There's creative plays all game long. It was fast paced. It used a full, full arsenal. Um, maybe we did get a little bit too cute sometimes, but that, that's going to happen when you have these many, you know, like we got so many cool toys to play with. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, some jumbo, some wildcats, slants, bombs, wide receiver passes. We have a tight end that catches a football power run game. And what else could you want? So I really love the game plan. Yeah. I, I think Buster definitely deserves some, some credit for how the offense is kind of turned around here. And two, part of it is, you know, the, the first game of the season, we get two special teams touchdowns right away. The game plan changes a little bit. Your, your top running back goes down. And in the second game, you're up against one of the toughest defenses you're going to face all year. Um, but yeah, great, great night from, from Buster. Now back to Jaylon. His 322 all-purpose yards recorded, uh, this weekend rank as the second most in school hitch history. It was the, it was the best output since Sam Dejarnet at Tulane in 1982. So what a, what a performance from Jalen Adams. I have one more good and that is the rushing defense. Rushing defense only gave up a net of 24 yards on the ground. Now they did give up some through the air, but 24 yards on the ground, uh, we'll take that anytime we can get it. <laughs> no doubt. That's, that's stout work. On the bad, I think that, that this is pretty much encompasses most of, of the uh, issues we had the other night. Uh, the bad, we'd have to go with the pass defense. Of course, you have to factor in secondary. You have to factor in the pass rush. We gave up 504 yards through the air and four touchdowns. So, you know, the most we've given up this season, obviously, uh, didn't give up much on the ground, but we more than made up for it through the air. Yeah, the secondary hadn't looked good. Um and like we said, I mean, it's just really nice to know that you can give up 500 through the air and still win. But this group is just way too good. Uh, there's way too way too much talent back there, way too much speed. And, um, you know, I don't know if they're just kind of overthinking it. Maybe they're overcoached a little bit because of that talent level. Maybe they put a little bit too much on their plate. I'm not sure. But I, I think before the season's over that this is going to be a strength of the team. It just hadn't happened so far. Well, I think it's a strength of the team. I think you also have to consider that – Troy, the only footage you had on this team was against the Campbell team that they pretty much were able to, to have their way with. So you have an offensive mind like a Chip Lindsey who has mm-hmm. a, a bye week to prepare for this game and put together an offensive game plan where he can exploit areas that, that, you know, he thinks are vulnerable. So I think that has to factor into it as well. You know, if, if you have a little more time to study this team, Maybe they don't, uh, maybe they aren't as successful. Uh, but they were, you know, they would give them credit. They were a stout offense. Uh, but I, I'm not so sure that if this game was played later in the year that they'd have that kind of impact. No, those are very good points. And I, I mean, Chip Lindsay can flat out run an offense. We all know that. 
Um, it almost makes me want to give him a pass, uh, give our secondary a pass because of just the respect that I have for Chip. I mean, dude can coach. But, you know, they had four wide receivers with over 100 yards. So if we're really looking to try to be a conference title contending or winning team, it, it, it has to get cleaned up a little bit moving forward. Things we need to work on. Rushing offense. This has been something we've kind of struggled with all season long. 40 carries for 133 yards, averaging 2.8 yards a carry. You flip over to Troy there, they only had 24 yards on the ground, so I guess we did pretty good. But but this is still something that, that hopefully we can keep keep building on and finally get a 100-yard rusher at some point this season. I think every team wants that balanced attack. You know, if you can end up with 600 yards of offense, eh, how much do you really care if it was balanced or not? <laughs> But it definitely helps if you can control the clock a little bit more. And, and, um, and I think, man, I think they're trying. They're trying to, they, we got a lot of different ways. We're trying to inch out yards on the ground to keep that clock moving. And, um, and we still have a lot of players to do it. And it's, it's looked different every game this year. So I think we're just going to keep trying and, and find something that works. Uh, another need to work on that I have was surviving success. We talk about this every year in some regard, but in this case, you know, you come out there, you get up 14 to nothing, you turn around and you give it right back up and, and, and then, you know, they're, they're right back in the game. So it's a thing where, you know, I'd like to see more of a, um, killer instinct, just kind of a finish them off mentality. And, and part of that is, you know, Troy's not a bad team at all. So they're definitely more than capable, but I would like to see us come out and, and put our foot on somebody's throat, uh, at some point this season. Uh, first step, you know, can, can you throw a punch? And, and we, we prove we can throw it. We also prove we can take one. Now, can we, uh, like you said, stomp on the throat and just not allow that punch to happen? Uh, um, I guess that's the next thing, but we're inching our way along. This team this week was better than the, the team that was out there week one, I think. So I think we're just continuing to get better. Uh, up last, I've got, uh, penalties. We were, had 10 penalties for 97 yards. Uh, the one penalty on the, the touchdown where they, right where we kicked it off and they had the return, you know, backed us up a little bit to where they were able to set up the, uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. But, you know, nothing was, was really a killer in this game, but that's a little more than you'd hope for. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, my final work on, I had basically the same thing, but I, I limited it to just false starts. Um, but as far as the penalties go, I thought, and don't get me I thought the offensive line looked better. I looked the entire year, and we're going to need them to look a lot more like that moving forward if we're going to have any chance to contend for this title. But um, false starts, there was a bunch of them. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But, um, but you know, if, if if and maybe that had something to do with the snap count. You remember how we talked about uh, Mississippi State? looked like they, actually, they might have even known the snap count. They were getting such a running start. So maybe we did mix up the snap counts a little, little bit, and that threw them off. I'm not positive. But um, that's something that, that, that again, it's – that you can tell we are working on, but we'll need to continue to work on uh, for the rest of the year. And I kind of felt like State was just anticipating the uh, timing. I mean, just uh, based off of how we were running the offense, having the receiver cut across and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, definitely, it definitely worked a little more in our favor this week. On the game, uh, total yards, Southern Miss 626, Troy 528. Passing yards, 514 for the Golden Eagles, 544 for the Trojans. We mentioned the rushing yards earlier. Uh, time of possession. We, we had the ball for 37 minutes, 32 seconds. Troy, 22 minutes and 28 seconds. So we definitely dominated, um, <laughs> definitely dominated the time of possession, which I always like to see. 
you talk about the three guys, Jack, Jaylon, and Quiz. They were the recipients of some awards this week. Jaylon Adams is the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week, as well as the Paul Horning Award Honor Roll. Quez Watkins, the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week, and Jack Abraham, the Davy O'Brien Award Great Eight List of the Week, and the Manning Award All Star, uh, Manning Award Stars of the Week. Um, I haven't seen what Southern Miss named their Players of the Week just yet, but I would imagine one of those guys, one or two of those guys, would should definitely be in the mix. All right, before we move on, so we've got the game coming up this week against Alabama Tuscaloosa. It's going to be mm-hmm. Saturday, September the 14th. Wait, that's not right. I didn't write, I didn't update the correct date. Leave it to me. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be this weekend, uh, September the 21st, 21st night of September for the Earth, Wind, and Fire fans out there. It's going to be at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. But before we talk about that game, this date, September 16th in the year 2000, that was 19 years ago, at Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama, the number 25 Southern Miss Golden Eagles defeated the number 15 Alabama Crimson Tide by a score of 21 to nothing. Jason, where were you on that night? I didn't go to Tuscaloosa. I, uh, I stayed on campus. And um, I was at the Simicai house, uh, you know, <laughs> tuning into the game from there. And, um, and let me tell you, after that game was over, campus went crazy. Do you care to elaborate you know, <laughs> on what happened on I, campus? <laughs> I don't know how much I can I can elaborate without having to, uh, you know, face the boys in blue. But um, <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> at some point something might have happened. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, I mean, it, it's a uh, it's it's one of those nights that you'll, that you'll never forget. I, no, not without a doubt. In fact, uh, we actually uh, Jeep Cherokee started making laps. On the campus, blaring the fight song. Next thing you know, a couple of cars joined in. By the end, people are you know up and down Fraternity Row, hanging off the balconies and stuff. Um, it was awesome. It, it, it was a beatdown. Um, a game that Southern Miss won from, from the very first snap. And and, uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that I was in school. You know, a lot of these old victories that people talk about, like, hey, I was there when Favre did this and, and you know when Reggie did that. Well, I wasn't around for all that stuff. So. Stuff like this I was around for. It's cool that I can look back on it. So I was actually in the fur that night, uh, for lack of a better term. And it was <laughs> at Legion Field. And I think they tried that, like, I was, tr- yeah, I knew the Alabama mascots. They were my buddies. And they were, they told us we could change, like, they had like a jail on the other side of the stadium, like, like a legit jail that they arrest people in and lock them up. And I just really didn't feel like that was the best idea. So I actually went and changed under the bleachers, like behind in the end zone. So you, you we get into this game and, and if, if you recall, there were three touchdowns scored like back to back. We had like a pick six. We had like a, uh, uh, and the last one was a fumble on a kickoff that, uh, Joe Henley returned for a touchdown and. This was, as we alluded to a couple of weeks ago, this is when Seymour was trying to get into the end zone any chance he got. So I run in the end zone, I pat him on the head, <laughs> but I was so overheated from the excitement from those three touchdowns, like back to back, that I went back behind the goal post and like I was waiting for the field goal and the field goal got kicked. I threw my arms up and I was like, I'm about to throw up. Like I'm just like, so I run back behind the bleachers 
and I take the head off and I just let it rip. And then this is the first, this is the only game I've ever gone into the locker room during. So I was trying to find somewhere to go where I could sit, you know, and kind of recover. And I think Patrick came and unlocked it or Patrick or I can't remember who it was. Somebody unlocked the door and let us in and Jeff Kelly got banged up. So I'm sitting there in the locker room across from Jeff Kelly, like, what's up, Jeff? And he's like getting taped up and ready to go back out and came back out and just, and just, I love being the bad guy and taunting. That was like my whole shtick and just the floods of people, of people, uh, the floods of, uh, mouth breathers in central Alabama just flooding out of the, the, the crimson just pouring out of the stands was a sight to see. And little did we know at the time, but the defensive coordinator for that team that we destroyed 21 to nothing would come back to haunt us in 2012 as our head coach, you know, but we'll take, I guess we'll yeah. take the victories we can get from that. That's cool, man. So, so you, so, so, so you and, uh, so you and Jeff Kelly were side by side in the training room. So I'm just picturing this. Are you, are you still in, in full costume or you got I'm, the head off, I guess, but just, I got the head off, off the, uh, tra- I've got the head table. off and I'm unzipped a little bit. I mean, like he had all the attention. Like I was sitting there by myself across from him and <laughs> I think he got a cheap shot or something. So they took him, they brought him back there to kind of like, you know, make sure everything was okay. He went back out there and played and, and, and held on to get the victory. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely a night I'll never forget and, uh, an absolute blast and, I mean, I remember just leaving out singing "We Own Alabama," and uh, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> so we're taking on the Crimson Tide this week. A much different program this day and age are the Crimson Tide. <laughs> so we're on the season right now, Southern Miss two and one, Alabama, Tuscaloosa is three and zero. Oh. All time record: six wins for the Golden Eagles, thirty four for the Crimson Tide, and two ties. As of right now, the line is 39 points. So Alabama is a 39-point favorite over the Golden Eagles at this point. Seems a bit high. Uh, covering 39 points for any team is going to be a challenge, so take that for what you will. Before we finish talking about the game, I got a little clip here from the press conference today. So let's hear what Nick Saban has to say about the Golden Eagles. I think we're playing a team this week that's very explosive team uh, in Southern Miss. Um they score a lot of points. Uh, they do a lot of things on offense um, that obviously, you know, they're in the top 10 in the country or whatever in pass offense, 347 yards a game. Uh, it's because they got good skill players. They got a good scheme. They get to, they dish the ball all over the perimeter, make you, you know, play in space all the time, which we need to do a good job of. The quarterback does a good job of executing. Um, Defensively, you know, they're very active, you know, on defense, try to create a lot of stunning and moving. Uh, and this is one of the most explosive teams that we've played on special teams. Uh, this returner, number two, uh, is a punt return for a touchdown, two kickoff returns for touchdowns already this season. And, uh, they're ranked nationally, you know, in all those areas. So, uh, this is not a time for us to be thinking that, um, we don't have to prepare well and work to focus on the things that we need to do to play well uh, in our preparation for, you know, this game. Uh, so we need to go to work on that. That was head coach Nick Saban. A couple of connections here for the for the Crimson Tide and the Golden Eagles. Alabama defensive coordinator Pete Golding was the safeties coach at Southern Miss from 2014 to 2015 under Todd Munkin. 
and Southern Miss assistant coach slash recruiting coordinator Paul Ganella was the director of player personnel at the University of Alabama under Nick Saban in 2012. So we have uh, at least one connection there on each side. Jason, do you have any thoughts on the game this week? Well, it's Alabama, right? Um, it's not like it's impossible uh, for us to come out of there with a win, but you know, somebody asked me to put a percentage on it, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, look, we're going to have on uniforms too. It's not like we're, we're going to not make a tackle. But this is a long shot, you know, one out of 100 maybe. I don't know. Um, could that one happen Saturday? Absolutely. Do I think it will? Probably not. But um, but you mentioned the point spread, and 39 still just seems like an awful lot. Not, not saying that it can't happen, but I think number one, if the tide were to get up that much, that 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 high of a score, I think Saban, you know, puts in his. He doesn't want to get anybody hurt either. So getting to 39 that way seems difficult. I don't know. I, I think 39 is still a pretty solid bet if you're going in there. But as far as looking for a victory. I think a victory, even though you might not want to count moral victories, if we can come out of there with a, a solid showing, injury-free, and $2 million in our hands, I think that's a pretty good day. And I'm not saying we're going to win, but I definitely think that we'll hold them to a double-digit score. I think that's a very fair mm-hmm. assessment on my part. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, you know, this is not just, that's not really disrespecting our guys at all, man. I mean, you, you hope for the best. Uh, you know, stranger things have happened. I, it would stun a lot of people if that were to happen. This is a different Alabama team. I mean, this is a freaking, this is a different, college football is a lot different than it has been in the, definitely in the past 20 years. But, you know, even so before that, this Alabama team is just, loaded at every I mean they don't fall off at all I mean they might lose two in a very down year but that's that I don't you know this is pretty there's there's a lot there's a big difference between the resources and and recruiting and everything else and I felt like two weeks ago that we had a we at least had a shot you know uh but but I'd Mm -hmm. I'd be I just want to see us fight man that's all I want that's all I'm asking for in this game I don't have any expectations whatever happens Hopefully we'll stay healthy and be be ready to take on the minors. I've been joking online that we were looking ahead to the UTEP game just because that's the kind of stuff that right. the the mouth breathers and the you know uh, southeastern Confederacy media like to spout off about. So yeah, I was just like <laughs> I've kind of been joking about that, and some people are like can't like I won't say they're offended, but they're just like no, we're not looking past them. It's like it's a joke. It's tongue in cheek. Right. You know, we're just joking around. <laughs> but anywho. So that game is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a long shot, but you know, to, to say there's there's no shot is is you know, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. Just they're injury free, um, and uh, that's the best you can hope for. You remember how? You remember like 2014? Was it 2013 or 2014? We played Alabama, and we got up like three to nothing to start the game, and I was just like, this is you know. You knew it wasn't going to last, but it was just fun while it did last. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like. I'd like to see us just, yeah, get, just get a lead at some point, and that's that's fine. <laughs> sure. You know, it takes me back. I remember one year in high school, I went to Northwest Rankin High School, and we're playing Pearl. Uh, Pearl was kind of like the crosstown guys, and we hated Pearl, and they were number one in the state, and we weren't very good at football. We kicked like a 50-yard field goal to start the game three to nothing, and the final score was 50 50- Two to three. <laughs> yeah. But for a little while there, we had the lead. 
And another thing, when you think about these games, there were so many games that, uh, against Alabama that we should have won. And I think back to the the phantom uh, no-call pass interference where they pretty much shove Patrick Sertan down for a Hail Mary there at the end of the game in, in was it, 95. I think back to the game in 2002. So this is – or 2001, actually. 2001 – was it 2001? Yeah, 2001 because we were still at Legion Field. So there were some weather issues. We, we beat them the year before. We're driving. The power goes out in the stadium. There's another series. Mm-hmm. We're driving. The sprinklers come on in the stadium. It just kills the momentum in both those drives. But it was just like, it was one of those things like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, oh, just the, the sprinklers just randomly came on. Oh, the, the lights just went out in this giant stadium. It's, it was ridiculous, man. Uh, um, I remember, I don't know the year, but I remember Sherrod Gideon uh, getting basically horse collared in the corner of the end zone. And, um, and you know, th- th- there was no flag. The guy came out and he said the ball was uncatchable and the ball literally hit the pylon in the air, <laughs> which is kind of what you're trying to do with it as a quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. Um, then the other thing I remember, I don't, I don't know if you remember this or not. It might have been the same game. I'm not sure. I think it was a li- another game um, where we were t- – turned either a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown we ran it all the way back we're going crazy looking around we don't see any flags and and the referee comes out there and he says that there was a flag on the play a block on the back or, or, or something we're like i'm still looking around for this flag he comes back out the referee does hits his little buzzer and he says there was no flag on the field because it had been covered up by turf yeah right <laughs> i mean he actually said it i'm going Come on now. I'm looking around at some Alabama fans like, man, y'all are, y'all are really good, but you, you gotta admit that this is taking it a bit far. Yeah. It was, it is, you, there were so many phantom calls that when you played them, and it's just, I mean, and there's a lot of teams like that. I think that like, I forgot the, the stats, but like out of, uh, uh, Southeast Conference referees, I think like the vast majority of them are from the state of Alabama. It's kind of uncanny. So anyway. Yeah, man, it's, it's what it is. Well, I think we got a pretty solid show here, man. Let's let's shut it down. You guys follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey. I uh, got to give our shout outs. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, Four Street Bar in Hattiesburg. Go by, watch the game, check them out. I'm sure they're going to be rocking and rolling this Saturday. Probably have some brunch specials or something. So check out their Facebook page. We're, we'll share their stuff. Make sure you go check out the Four Street Bar. Shout out to collegesportsunfiltered.com. You want to jibber jabber with some Southern Miss fans? Check that out. Shout out to Susan Bailey, mom. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout out to my pops who's sitting up at, uh, I forgot the name of the hospital now. It used to be Wesley. Sitting up at Wesley now. Had some heart complications today, so I hope he's doing all right when we finish up here. I'm going to go over there and check in on him. Huge goal, but, you know, the main reason that I'm the Golden Eagle that I am is because of him. So uh, thoughts, prayers, positive energy to my dad, Sammy Arrington, and I uh, hope everything turns out okay. All right, Jason, you got any shout-outs? I'd just like to echo that one, man. Definitely a shout-out to to your pops there. hope everything, everything turns out uh, good. He's definitely in good hands. And the last little shout out here is to our boy John Adam Hackney, who predicted 12 wins all year. And by the way, that's still possible. I know that we said that it was going to be the, the we, were, we were talking about just a 12 game uh, regular schedule, but to have that 12 win prediction, um, I guess we'll just keep track of that. And as far as we know, it's still mathematically possible. So 
Shout out to John Adam. Look for To the Top Taco on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and review. If you want to support, support the show, check us out, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Again, this is To the Top Talk presented by 4th Street Bar in Hattiesburg. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.